Hello and welcome to episode number 236 of the NeuroProCool podcast. I hope you guys are doing okay. We have been off for a while because scheduling and yeah, it's been, you know, we try and it's why this episode is an extra wide episode. We cover a lot of ground and we don't even get to cover all the things that we wanted to cover because we just ran out of time. And there was other stuff that we had to do, like life stuff and my job stuff. So, yeah, as always, really nothing really to plug except to say that uh, please, if you are out there and you are listening to us and you are still listening to us, we're basically just doing this for funsies at this point. But I would love to know if anyone out there is actually listening. So hit us up, nerdbroquo at gmail.com, at nerdbroquo on Twitter. That's about it uh yeah and if you like this podcast tell your friends tell your friends to tell their friends that whole dealio uh yeah that's about it enjoy this episode episode 236 of the nerd Procore podcast stay nerdy y'all uh audio setup because uh for work or anything no i'm good i'm good for the time being um in the fridge right now (laughs) because i've had i was like embarrassed not knowing anything about like audio shit despite hanging around with you all these years sure i mean uh, i barely know anything so i like i recently got like a a mini mixer um because i figured i could use that for work you know because um and i got the sure sm 48 yeah, yeah um so i just like now I'm like paying attention to your setup and what yeah, you got, yeah. and like I mean, now the, it's starting to make sense. Yeah, this I originally gain got, and shit like that and noise. Uh, uh, this I there's a couple things that I just never got that I probably should have, like a pop filter, and there's some other. I, I think in in hindsight I probably would have gone with. Sli- I mean these mics are great. Yeah, I mean considering I origi- it handles pulses pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I also, I originally got these because I was also going to be recording, like, live stuff, like poetry, which I did a little bit of. Yeah. Uh, and, like, this would be hooked into, like, a, a PA, you know, uh, a PA or, like, a, you know, a, a sound system or something like that, like, through the recorder. And that I was going to be recording multiple voices. Uh, the most I did, I think, was, I think I might have had all of the mic pickups plugged in at one point i don't have eight mics but there was a a thing where i was recording one of the podcasts is like a cast of like a, a thing that i was recording so just like eight people mm-hmm. all and that that was amazing but also a nightmare because we didn't realize that uh when we plugged them in that two of the mic cords weren't actually functioning oh uh, okay. so into, i didn't realize that until later uh and yeah it was kind of a nightmare to try and edit <laughs> Because there were like two people who just like every time they talked, it was like, oh, I gotta turn that up. But like, yeah, it's, but yeah, uh, in hindsight, this was a little bit much for what I was doing. And there are how much did that set you back? This because Zoom is really expensive. This was 800 originally. Shit. Um, but again, like, I was gonna be doing it to like, like, not just to record podcasts. I, like I said, I was gonna be recording like live. I mean, they might still do this at some point, but like, you know, live podcasts Mm -hmm. where like you'd be running like an entire band through this, you Mm -hmm. know, like, so yeah. Uh, And then it was, 
Well, I don't remember whether this, the Zoom itself was 800 or whether everything altogether was 800. Okay. I don't remember. I think this was like 400. And then, yeah, I think it was more like all together with the, all three mics and everything. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, and I also mics got are it. like not cheap either. No, yeah. no, no. Um, uh, and you can, like, there are, the, the funny thing is, like, when I, even when I started doing this, which was a while ago, a lot of this, like, there it podcast mics that hook directly into your computer. Like, they have, like, all-inclusive stuff now yeah. that you can get for, like, $200. Yeah. I, uh, they, those prices have gone pretty high. I, like, yeah, yeah. got something, like, super cheap um for like 160 you know yeah. and it's got two channels it's sure. and instead of getting a um an audio interface it has a built-in uh usb connector so i did I so I it gave me it. that control that control to like deal with a post well to not deal with post editing or processing because i can all already adjust the gain and minimize the background noise yeah. I, I think in hindsight a some I might have gotten a slightly different mics, or I might still get slightly different mics that are better. And I the first thing I want to do is get stands again. Mm -hmm. I had stands, but they weren't really they're not really practical for what we're doing right yeah. now. Uh, which was more for like people sitting at a table and then you just put the mic in the stand. Yeah. Uh, all this is to say it has nothing to do with all the shit that we're gonna. But we just happened to. Yeah, I don't think I ever actually talked about it because. I originally, when we started this podcast, I wasn't even recording on my equipment. I was recording on Justin's equipment. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, we recorded on a Yeti, the blue. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was uh, then Angelo's equipment, now Lena's equipment. Um, yeah, uh, I think I'm pretty sure Dan and Justin, who do the Best Boys podcast, they, they record on a blue on the the blue and they don't uh i know eliel and Tavon. he got a roadcast and roadcast is like yeah they're fucking i mean they look nice but i'm like that is too rich for my blood for me i can't it's handle real that. expensive having listened to his podcast and seeing his setup uh and not just what he uses for the podcast like i totally get mm -hmm. as somebody who's also a dj like i totally get the appeal of the roadcast, like yeah. you can just layer. Uh, one of the appeals of the roadcast is that you could just layer like sound stuff in. Yeah, like, from it's what I saw. yeah. It, uh, as you're recording, you don't have to do it in post, which is one of the big appeals of the roadcast. Is yeah. that so much of that you can do as you're recording? Uh, yeah. So yeah. Where do we even want to start? I I feel. Um. Listen. I think let's start with the show that will usher in properly and correctly the next stage of the MCU because this current stage is bullshit and I fucking hate it. And there's uh, nothing to of, there's nothing to get me excited about except for like that ending. Yeah. I mean not for I mean I love Ms. Marvel, but just for the future of Marvel in terms of movies and TV shows. Sure. Because this last episode of miss marvel which was great i was like yeah. the last the 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 episode what five was pretty lame the in the ending was pretty lame and i was like a little concerned you know and yeah. fortunately they they rectified that with a season finale it's so the, the, the overall 
I would say that Ms. Marvel has definitely it's definitely it leans towards a younger audience, I will say. Uh I will say that it is one of the better shows they've had uh of the Marvel series. I think what helps Ms. Marvel even though they changed three or four like super major things from the comic book I completely, I completely understand why they did that. I mean, bec- I mean, the things that they changed is one, uh, there, she, well, one, her powers are vastly different. Yeah. One, they have to give her connection to Carol Danvers, you know, and they sure. kind of lose that throughout the entire series. And if they ever do a Fantastic Four, you're gonna have to find a way to differentiate yeah. her skill set with well, Mister Fantastic skill sets, which. They're, I mean, they're pretty much the same except for Mr. Fantastic doesn't embiggen himself from what well, I understand. Well, it's, it's, it, the other thing that's different about her powers in the comic books is, yes, her powers are very similar to Mr. Fantastic's. I, I will admit that. But there is an element to hers are kind of a weird, this weird blend of like Mr. Fantastic and also to a certain extent like Ant-Man. It's just like when she in the comp, at and, least the way. Wait, Ant Man or Giant Man? Giant. Are they the same they're, character? They're the same person. Okay. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. They're both Hank Pym. Okay. Um, or Scott Lang, depending on who's wearing that suit. Uh, yeah. Is that like proportionally like she also has like some like enhanced like speed and and strength stuff when she's in like her bigger. Form. Okay. That's the impression I got from. The comic book. Also, there's the whole thing of like her being inhuman, and I think at some point they're gonna circle back to the inhumans. They just the, I, no, they're, they're not. Just, I disagree with it. They're not. they're not. The inhumans were an attempt to fuck over Fox, you know, and you know promote the inhumans and minimize the X Men because they didn't want to give sure. you know material to a rival movie studio. But now that that's all done away, they Marvel really really understands that the humans were there was no appeal behind that. You know, in essence, she was supposed to be a mutant, but they just shoehorned her well, into an an inhuman to hopefully prop up that group of people in so, the so there's, comics. There, there's two there's two things uh about that uh i partially disagree i think at some way later point probably around when they get fantastic four going if you know if if that actually ends up working out when they get fantastic four going they might bring back the inhumans only because only because the inhumans if you uh are part of you can integrate them into the whole like all the the space empires like the Shi'ar and like all that like if you get to that through Fantastic Four that there are like empires and the Kree and all that you can I they might an serve. alien race yeah but a, a sub earth group I don't know I mean you've got too much competition how I mean how are you going to balance your focus on the X-Men as a persecuted subgroup and also deal and nav- and juggle this other unknown subgroup. But, but, that, but that's what I mean, is because they tried to in- do that with the Inhumans in the Inhumans TV show and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and because the he- Inhumans show was such a disaster, 
they just have just kind of, for the most part, pretended that never happened. I think uh, as a group, no, Mar I mean, to be honest, who cares about the Inhumans? You, here's the thing. Who cares? But if you're going to say that, you could make the same argument about the Eternals because the Eternals are in the same class. The Eternals, I find that they are a vehicle to introduce a cosmic landscape and you don't need the, uh, the Inhumans for anything. You, you don't. That's what I'm saying. If if they do, it's going to be way – if they do reintroduce them at any point, it's going to be way down the line. That being said, uh, there was some bait, baiting and – like they brought in the clandestine who are just like D-list characters from Marvel. I, uh, I'm – I'm I like that was kind of lame, but I'm also glad that they just kind of got rid of them as soon – like – as much as they introduce them as like the villain. You just need the, yeah, they're just a one-off villain to get her and Captain Marvel, you know, together. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, they're D-listers, but I think they're just like a one-season thing. I don't think we'll ever see these people I think, ever I think, again. I think it was a, a further event. It was a further thing of the theme of phase four which is establishing the multiverse is that that they are also there are you know they are also you know refugees from a different universe that are threatening or have their own agenda here on earth that's all really they were in this show uh that being said a couple of things like i will say that like the whole idea of like a com a community kind of uh, like a smaller community rallying around their own superhero was like in that final episode like I got a little I choked up I think like, the entire, throughout like, the entire season yeah, throughout the entire um season. I mean I've seen heroes that you know they go it alone yeah, you yeah. know you know that's they they need tragedy to propel them yeah. to action uh whereas she i mean her she is a superior because of her family yeah because of the community i mean at first i mean i love the mom i was like at first like is she gonna like you know stop her from fulfilling her destiny and to see that what's the fine the mother finally overcome her trauma which yeah. i loved yeah. that resolution was great and then she was able to see her daughter to through different lens and is, is able to support her daughter into fulfilling her next stage of becoming a superhero that was just so fucking lovely I, her father I her brother her. Yeah, yeah. Her, i mean and I just and i just love the fact that the I forgot the the guy's name. Her the I guess the, her friend who is obviously smitten with her. Bird that nothing yeah. that didn't happen. I'm yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. So you know, to let her so, so you they, know. There's a I mean aside from the character. big thing of her not being a human. One of the other things that they changed from the comic book is, in the comic book, it takes her. Because I, I, I don't I didn't get that far into comic, book, but I know in the original run like a, like. Her family doesn't find out till way, way later. Uh, also, her, her, they kind of played it down a little bit in the show. Her brother, her older brother, is way more like Bruno. No, her, her 
Kamala's older brother okay. is way more like fundamentalist Muslim in the comic books than he is in the show. Uh, I thought it was an inter they it was an interesting choice choice to kind of play that down. Uh, not that he's like militant or anything in the comic book, but like he's way more, even more so than the parents are in the yeah. comic book. Like he's like super, like like. I mean. That I'm not going to sweat too much as a re- I mean, I, well, no, it is either. very progressive to have her entire community yes. on TV. I mean, that in- introducing a brother like that would have, like, put people off, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, I understand why they um, did it. Uh, he's definitely... That, that was a good move because, I mean, it, it allowed people to just, like, pay attention to the character, pay attention to the religion and how people live. I mean, people... Uh, in the United States have this idea of how, how Muslims are and who they are. And just to see this subset, you know, this family is as being I mean, normal. He's, de- you he's know. definitely more devout in the show than the maybe the rest of the family is. But, like, the, he's way more devout in the comic book. Uh, in the comic book, that's, like... Purposeful. But everyone's devout in, in this season. Everyone yeah. goes... Uh, they 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 go to mosque. You know, you had the epi- few episodes in yeah. there with like the shoe thief. Yeah. You know, you see her being a little progressive in terms of yeah, her and her sure. friend. I mean, you see all of that. You know, um, but I mean, it it I just I was just very fascinated and very uh, thankful that they were able to like do this very well. You know, and and that is a, a huge result of having a director yeah. coming from the community. And, uh, and, you know. and the fact that, uh, like, it's really funny. Like, if you watch like some of the behind the scenes, the I and I God, I wish I I would Google it right now. But like, the girl that got to play Kamala Khan is apparently like. I saw a, pic- a huge fan. She she literally like I've seen like, pictures of her as a like, kid. Yeah, yeah. Like this is my part. Like it, it's like oh that's yeah. great that like you got the person. It was just like oh this is the character and the fact that she got it and she's playing this character is is awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, the fact I always I mean I think it's one of the things that you see in a occasionally in the marvel films and the shows but i um i wish there was uh you don't get it as much as i wish there was you got you definitely get it in spider-man into the spider-verse you get less in the rest of the spider-man stuff but i one of the big things about that final episode that i love is is like i said the fact that it's like this is a very like localized yeah. superhero. I'm sure there's going to be scaled up when she comes back in the Marvels. Like it's, and the fact that like she accidentally turned into Carol Van Danvers, by yeah. the way, um, that's a whole thing. No, um, she didn't turn into Carol Danvers. They switched places. Is that what that was supposed yeah. to be? Because, okay, that's a change they, from the comic book. If because- she did turn into Carol Danvers, then she should not be surprised by her room. It okay. is clearly... Carol Danvers, I don't know what happened with the bands, uh, but I think uh, from what I saw online, there are they've been in issues in Marvel where you know characters with those whatever those bands are called have switched places with another okay. entity. Because I know, I know. Okay, because that I didn't quite get then because I thought 
that it's like they were doing a thing because in the comic book she can shape shape shift. She right? can shape shift. Yeah. yeah, and she shapes into Carol Danvers for a little while because like that's just yeah. who she's idolizing. Okay, so that they, they're actually yeah. switched. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I thought so too because I know she does have shape shifting abilities in the comics, but her Carol Danvers' reaction when we see her. She was surprised by being in that room. Is like, is this a teenage girl's room or this is a creepy old man's room? Um, yeah. But she was very surprised by being there. So it, it they insinuated that they switched places. Hence, okay. You okay. Know, I didn't quite get that. Leading uh, up to the Marvels coming and, up in the next and, movie. And, and I also just, the fact that like, it's like, I she's not a human, but now we're we're... We're more than implying. We're basically saying, it's like, oh, she's the mute. She's the first mutant we've had in this universe. Well, it's the introduction that mutants exist. Something yeah. that we've been uh, wondering about. Um, that mute. I mean, as you you just uh, noticed it, but I I was like, I paid attention to that shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. that the X Men you know theme song from the nineties uh, was just like, yeah, they're making a not too subtle nod that hey, she's uh mutations do exist yeah. and this is going to be a great lead up of, of how do they properly introduce mutants almost superiors and x-men and the apocalypse yeah. and whatever so this is what i was really excited about because this phase have been very drab boring i'm not invested at all in it but this kind of reminded me of the first iron man Sure. show movie I, I where it's like oh wait this can lead to bigger and better things yeah. and now i'm hooked in finally i'm hooked into whatever marvel will be doing in the future not this fucking phase no but the possibilities of introducing mutants now i am hooked and i'm just i just can't wait for them to move along i just wish i could just like hit fast forward skip sure. all of this shit so i, mean, be, I could get to the good said, shit because I, I care about the mutants that's what I care yeah, about when yeah. it comes to Marvel, the mutants. Not Iron Man, not the Avengers. Spider-Man, yes. But I, mutants are what got got me interested sure. in uh, Marvel Comics. Uh, that being said, I mean, I, I mean, this is actually kind of an interesting uh, segue into Thor. Because I think that's been the biggest criticism of all the Marvel's and, uh, movies so far. And particularly of Thor. And I was just like... I mean, Thor was thoroughly enjoyable. It uh, is. I someone made the argument is like, look, it's a two-hour riff fest for everyone involved in a lot of ways. Like, it's just like here are all. The but did it things. have to be? It didn't. It didn't have to be. It didn't have to because be because I was looking into um, Spider-Man Three, and Spider-Man like. Thor, fun, romp, you know, lighthearted. Sure. But when deaths are involved, you, you, I felt it. You feel yeah. it as an audience. I didn't care about Jane. I really didn't, about her yeah. passing. And it, it, for someone who's supposed to be Thor's love interest, there was no punch. There was no nothing. I mean, I mean that's, that's and, partially the the fault of the first two and, four movies. There's well, no, I got the first. I got Ragnarok because Ragnarok was supposed to be a you know a change of pace with the first two films, and I got that. But I was kind of hoping for more of an evolution. I want. I like. I love Taika. He's funny. I love that yeah. aspect. But I wanted some growth in the character, and 
I just thought that he was, as people have said, he's a joke, you know, of a character. And I mean, it's fun, but I, I felt that it didn't hit the highs I was hoping it would hit. Well, I think, I, well, there's two things. I, uh, I Considering agree. I love the Mighty Thor run and how emotional it was. I, so here's the never thing. Never got that here's from the this thing. film. I agree with you uh, completely. I do think that there are there are several reasons for that. Uh, number one, they're really they're still really early in the run of Phase Four. I feel like, as we were saying, I feel like that moment in Ms. Marvel is the shift. We've now had like what uh, what like four movies in Phase Four, and then all the shows. I feel like that moment in at the end of Ms. Marvel is the shifting place is and as much however you feel about it the post credit scene in Eternals is also one of those things which is like okay this is the the thing uh where it's yeah it's just not it's it's not as I I I want I mean my nerd juices are aching to get boiled you know but i think the other once again miss marvel miss marvel is the only thing that got me hooked on something about future marvel shit i will i didn't get that with thor eternals i didn't get that i will i will also like look we've talked about this before it's just not being executed as well as uh those first like I don't two th- phases. I don't think it's execution. It's just the characters. And, I think it's also, a limitation it, of the it, characters. It is. Uh, I will also say, and I said this when we saw it, like as fun as, uh, you know, Thor Love and Thunder is, and we'll get to the stuff I, I actually did love about the film, and a lot of it is just not Marvel stuff. It's just the the hilarity of so many, so much of it. It's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will piss your pants laughing. Yeah, yeah. The problem with that, the big problem with that, is that it's really funny. It's really fun, and then you threw in a a a villain that almost doesn't belong in the movie. Like, like if we talk about like if you want to talk about like that Mighty Thor run, the God Butcher arc, it's just like. He is much more of a threat. Uh, there were some people I don't... Part of me was just like, oh, this... Is... Apparently, there is a three-hour cut out there. Like, they shaved it down a lot. I don't know whether the three-hour cut has more, like, of the stuff from the comic books in it, or if it's just... And I heard there were some kills that were removed as well. Sure. You know, trying uh, to, like, keep it you know, good for, like, general audiences. Yeah, and also, like, the to keep... They want a, a consistent tone to the film, and the problem is that villain in the Cathor conflicts does not fit with the vibe of the rest of the film. Uh, yeah, he's... Like, if you want to talk about, like, that Jason Aaron run, like, he's much scarier. Uh, but to be fair, Christian Bale wasn't the problem. He was a great he film. No, no, he's not the problem. He's no, a no, great. No, I mean, no, no, no. it's it's a different gore. I from what yeah. I got, I get that. But 
I didn't think it was a joke. I thought he was threatening. Yeah. Um, but I also felt that Thor didn't take him seriously. He you didn't. Know? Yeah, and also. Or he can convey that he was taking him so seriously. So one of the big flaws in the film is because of the tone. You don't. So there's a big. There's a big thing in the Jason Aaron run, and honestly, it is not the only time I've seen this popped up. Uh, it's basically a lot of people, in my opinion, whether they're consciously doing it or not. Some some people have done it done it incredibly well. They're all on some level or another cribbing from Neil Gaiman's American Gods, uh, in my opinion, where it's just like gods are given power to a certain extent by people's belief in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Thor run, it's more like they exist they have more status based on how many people believe in them but they don't actually care whether people believe in them or not but there was definitely some stuff in the Jason Aaron run and especially with you know Gore the God Butcher where it's just like there's this idea that there are quote unquote gods for every civilization in the universe um and like the whole undercurrent of that whole story is whether you whether it is necessary to have them or whether it matters whether they exist or not uh and that was a what give that's honestly for me I I don't know about anybody else what gives that run that that story arc in the comic books it's like depth is that kind of idea of like whether we actually need gods and whether having gods like who actually exist is a good thing or not. That's really the undercurrent of it. And there's none of the I mean there is, but it has no gravity. There's at no all. depth at all. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah I'm sorry. There's yeah. no depth at yeah. all. You know? And therein lies kind of like I mean, it's a good to our enjoyment um, yeah. it is but i mean with what what do we want from you know these properties do you want you know just like a good you know popcorn flick you know enjoyment or do you want some a little more substance and i don't mind the humor i mean because you marvel is known for that yeah but marvel does a better job usually at balancing sure that you know, Spider-Man, you know, the um, previous, I mean, what else? You know, the Avengers films. I mean, you can have like some jokes here and there, but I felt that this movie was too much joke. It, it's a comedy, you yeah. know, and I wasn't expecting comedy, you know, because yeah. I've seen Jojo Rabbit. You've seen horror and I felt the, there's humor surrounding that because that's what Taika's style is. Yeah. I got that. But I th- I felt that he hit home fear a little better in his other films yeah. and doesn't hit that balanced. at all. It was balanced better you know, in his yeah. other films. Which is inter- which is why I'd be curious to see the longer cut of the film to see whether any of that is in. It. That being said, just like the fucking like the axe, yeah, the jealous axe, the yeah. Uh, I I just love the jealous axe. Um, 
I because I didn't see that. I mean, it's fucking absurd. <laughs> but it's it, so it, absurd. It works. So much of this movie it fucking is works. So much of it is absurd. <laughs> the scre- the, scre- the screaming goats, which are which are in the books, like they're they're a real thing. Uh, even like the like uh, what is it? Um, omnipotency city. Oh, yeah. Where all the gods are was kind of absurd. Like fucking. I don't know what the hell Russell Crowe was doing. I don't know what those choices were. I loved it. Yeah. I felt it. I mean, it was in keeping with the style, you know, of this movie. You know, um, it's like I didn't expect them to mention orgies in a Disney movie. But, you know, it's like, I mean, the boys did it better. Uh, That we'll get on to that that (laughs) later. Um, Because holy fuck. But, yeah, I mean, it's like. It's fun. I mean, I wish they like spent more time with like individual gods, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. I yeah. think from what I've been paying attention to, like some of the um, sketch artists of uh, Namor and how he is being uh, supported, or maybe not a, like an avatar, you know, um, like Conchu is to uh, um moon knight but they mentioned like the jaguar god as like a counter to bast you know and black yeah. panther and i think that jaguar god was near the the trio of like korg and uh, there was that colleagues. there were celestials watu the watcher was also there in that sequence apparently uh eternity oh well yeah. it, it, towards the end yeah you know uh, uh that was but very since cool. when did eternity become the eternal dragon yeah, it's very strange. I don't remember. I was like, that this is very Dragon Ball Z yeah, like. This is very, very Adrenal Dragon. Um, um I mean, it was also cute. I mean, it's great. You know, Chris Hemsworth got to put put his daughter in the film, and she's like a character I, now. I love that shit. You yeah, know, yeah, it's great, I love that. You know? I mean, the ending is not the issue. I mean, it's how it ended. You know, uh, it's just like I don't know. Just like it. It left me unsatisfied. Yeah, that's my problem. I mean, with this. I mean, I, I was mean, very like, unsatisfied. Uh, we we're beating a dead horse, but I think the biggest problem with the Phase Four is just you just don't you don't even if you have like Thor, you don't have the characters because you have like a post credits scene where it's just like Hercules, just like yeah, but no one except for the super nerds. Know who Hercules Eve and even the super nerds who super nerds. No, they just know him for being the guy from uh, <laughs> from the Apple Show, uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's the dude from Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah, there's that, and also, but also the fact that just like even the comic books, no one really gives a shit about. Why would you care? Like even the comic books about Hercules in the comic books. Like yeah, he's a member of the Avengers for a while, but it's just like eh, no, I don't, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Uh so yeah, they they just have a they have a big they still have that big hurdle to get over. Uh, that being said, like you said, the the it's, the jealous Stormbreaker when he does the Van Dam with the two, which is clearly the Van Dam. We're gonna call it that because yeah. it's it's too hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean it's it also helped. If you're gonna do, um, okay, he's going inside, so he should be okay. Uh, if you're gonna do, 
a silly movie like that, it also helps that it's just under two hours. It's just like, look, it was fun. Uh, people, have, I, I have generally the same opinion of it that I have of. It Doctor goes Strange. by fast, yeah. Uh, you know the Doctor Strange movie, which is like, is it quality wise, it's about the same mm. for me. It was funnier. I would disagree. I thought Doctor Strange was better. You See, know, I think was I think it was a little bit this. a better, little bit of a better movie. Uh, and set up more, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, is it the best MCU? No, you know, it does not come near Winter Soldier or Civil War. Um, but you know, it's, you know, for, of the 2021, 2022 slate of films, I mean, I mean, it's Shang-Chi, then... Well, technically, it's Black Widow. Black Widow, but I'm like, not gonna. Yeah, no, Black Widow's way yeah, <laughs> on yeah, my list. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the my ranking, oh, yeah, sure, it's sure, Shang Chi, sure. it's Doctor Strange, and it's this just because it's funny. Yeah, just because it's funny. That's the one thing it does very well. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I want to get off of Thor because it's depressing me. It's fair. Uh, Let's talk about more orgies. So, I mean, yeah, okay. So let's get to the boys. Oh my fucking god. Does was this an amazing season? It so It's it's from the very start like just like don't don't eat dirt. <laughs> get out of there. Come on, boy. I see you. Come on, boy. Get out of there. We're talking to a dog. Not yes, a human we're, being. we're talking to a dog. <laughs> I think he's trying to eat dirt out of the plants. Go, go to your bed. Go to your bed. Go to your bed. To your bed. Give me your butt. I'll, I'll rub your butt. Come on. Come to uncle. We, we might need the pause. We will see. All right. Um. But yeah, uh, we will talk about the boys, and then we'll see if he needs to go out. Uh, so yeah, this. This yeah, from the very start, like the all right, the this season just hammers in the fact that you can do funny, horrifying, terrifying, and growth, you know, yes. in one season as long as you've got people, you challenge the cast yes. to de demonstrate range. I mean, this is one of the most, the funniest and oh my God, oh shit seasons I've seen in any comic book or any yeah. uh, show and ever. It changed a lot from the comic book in good ways, in my opinion. Like um, they make the character, a lot of characters way more sympathetic than they are in the comic I book. Mean, do, I mean, I want to hate Homelander. I want to hate Butcher, but I fucking can't. Yeah. I, Cause Homelander is a fucking monster, but he kind of empathizes his need for love. You kind of feel for him because he got a sh he got a raw break, you yeah. know, uh, growing up, and he generally cares about his son ish. You know, well, I wasn't too sure if he was using his kid as bait uh, to save his own ass, but I mean, you see some redeeming quality. Well, you know, well, no, 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 at no. least it's, one thing. It's not so. The thing is, I don't think he really – he loves – I think he loves his, like, William, but only – uh, he loves his son, but I think it's because his son is a ref, a, a, an opportunity, a reflection of himself, and an opportunity to 
try in his twisted head to have someone come out better. Yeah. I think the the biggest problem with with Homelander is he's a monster, but he's a monster because like his entire like he was never brought up by anyone really yeah. who taught you know. And which is a great connection with a villain. Yeah. Well, one of the villains of the season with Soldier Boy, which coincidentally is Homelander's father, and he yeah. also has his issue with his dad, and he wanted to do better, which and is, just like that connection was just amazing. That's definitely a change from the comic book because in the in the comic book they 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 end up fucking each other like during. Herogasm or yeah, yeah, there, there's shit. So I mean, the big difference between the comic book, as I think I've brought up before, between the comic book and the show. Is a lot of the show, sh- the the comic book, and I think Garth Ennis uh, might have. Uh, I think it's Garth Ennis. Is it Garth Ennis or is it the other Ennis? Or is it the other crazy one? Uh, there are like, there's Garth Ennis, and then there's uh, oh god, the other one from Transmet Metropolitan, Warren Ellis. No, no, it's Ennis. okay. It's. <laughs> I I get that because they they both are known for doing batshit crazy like offensive shit, uh, so yeah I think even Garth Ennis has like admitted to the fact that like there are parts of the boys that are he was literally just doing, it's like how far can we push yeah. this, uh, but yeah it's yeah but they've made changes that just make sense for TV yeah or or just like make narrative and yeah. You know, um, story-wise, makes sense having a connection with Homelander, and you're seeing slowly, just like, to be honest, Homelander hasn't been the villain. You know, he's an asshole yeah. who's been propelled into a weird situation where he's had to make very terrible, self-serving calls yeah. to make himself look a little better. But he hasn't been the villain. Uh, and I kind of like that, you know, yeah. you want to like slowly have him grow as a character or devolve as a character beca- before becoming the bad, bad guy. And uh, fucking Carl Urban, you know, he's a fucking hero, but God damn it, you can't root for him yeah. because he just goes balls to the wall. And there are just moments where in the season where he just like does good things where it's just like. Why did he punch uh, Huey? Because he loves him, so he doesn't take more V. Or just when he's entranced by uh, Mindstorm or whatever his name is. And just to see how he actually does feel human yeah. emotions with his love for his baby brother. And to see and just to show through that how he is not unlike his father. Either, you know, Even though he tries to be different from his dad, he is exactly his old man. You know, and... That, I mean, I just love that throughout the entire season, just having these characters grow a little more, you know, but not go all out good or not go, go all I, out bad. I think bad. the big thing is, I mean, it's it's a cliche, but, you know, it is the undercurrent of the show is that, like, you know, power corrupts people. And the whole thing is, like, superpower corrupts people. Okay. Is I And I... I, I is and also that like no, it's superpowers bring out more of what you already are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I think one of the undercurrents is that like so many people are like given the opportunity, people will be fundamentally self-absorbed and selfish. Like, I mean, that's the biggest thing about 
Homelander is that he's like a chronic insecure narcissist <laughs> like he's just like like a lot of actors yeah 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 exactly <laughs> uh i mean i mean the person the person you could argue is actually like the most good quote-unquote person is starlight and even you know yeah. uh yeah i mean just- everyone have been like it's like a lot of the heroes were exposed, you know, yeah. Huey, you know, the guy, the lovable, lovable guy that you guys, that a lot of people root for. It's like, hey, you've got like a little toxic masculinity in you. Yeah. You've got insecurities that you got to figure out. And, you know, they probe that, you yeah. know, they have like a villain like A-Train who finally gets, you know, uh where tragedy hits home where he finally is forced to empathize and uh, address the mistakes of his past and you know you felt bad for him especially his encounter with Huey at Herogasm where he's like I thought they were going to fight but you know he became a bigger person you know and the fact that he finally got the heart of a fucking racist you know is in his body as a result of his heart attack was you know just like a great way of like showing how much of a terrible person he is you know? i so my favorite, i love that my favorite two arcs of the season are a train and mave where it's like yeah uh yeah. a train i love that he finally just again like the consequences of him being a profoundly selfish person yeah. come back to bite him in the ass. Like, I think the, I mean, not like heartbreaking, heartbreaking, but like one of the more heartbreaking scenes is where like, you know, he like tells his brother that he killed the, the other dude whose name I'm trying to blue out. Hawk, blue Hawk. And, and his brother, instead of just like, it's just like, nah, get out of my house. I don't want to murder. Yeah, fuck it, my yeah. House. <laughs> like, and it, that he finally was like, "Oh, oh, this is, I've been completely corrupt." Like, and he he really he gets those moments like earlier in the season, but I think that for him it mm-hmm. finally is like the, the the final nail in the coffin. It was like, "Oh, I've been completely corrupted uh, by what I've been doing." And Maeve like just and he's and- trapped by his decisions yes. now. I mean, now that he sold out to uh, the other guy supersonic in order to get in close with you know homelander he realized he's fucked up homelander has no check on him he runs the entire vod industry and then he is on hinge and he's like finally afraid that at any moment homelander could go up and like break his legs or snap you know snap his neck you also see like some of like oh man fucking black noir and the cartoon characters. Oh gosh! So, <laughs> I mean, he steals the show without saying anything. Hilarious, uh, but also so sad. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> and I love so when I went into the aside from Jensen Ackles, that's all. All those cartoon characters are all like, it's fucking. Uh, who is it? It's like Gray Delisle. Uh, it's um fucking. Steve. You talking about voice actors? The voice. It's all like the voice actor people who okay. are doing all those voices. So it's like I said. It's yeah. It's it's Gray Delisle. It's fucking uh Eric Bauza. It's if you don't know who these people are, just Google those names. Like they've been goes through a lot that of cast, property. and you just yeah. see all the fucking people that they all the cartoon characters that they played. And I was just like, oh, they got like 
the people who do like half of the major voices in like all the cartoons to do that. I think Steve, whatever his name, uh, Steve Bloom is in there somewhere. Like, yeah, it's a bunch of people. When I saw all those names, I was just like, oh, look, it's fucking all those people. Yeah, it's great. Um, and also terribly sad. Uh, fucking Frenchie and Kamiko's uh, like so, yeah. so much of it. The fact that Kamiko realized who she is and the yes. fact that, you know, I mean, her skills, she didn't need to be, use V to like do fucked up shit. She could yeah. do that on her own. And the fact that she was given the choice this time to take in V as opposed to being forced, have it forced on her. Um, and just like Frenchie, just like sh shutting out some of those layers into his background in terms of I'm, he likes I'm to be dominated, I, you know. I'm, I'm, and I'm rooting for them, but God, I think that's going to end so badly. Based I don't on know. Previous evidence in the show, like I mean, I I mean, I'm a point in the comic books that I stopped. I, so I I don't I don't I, know. I know what happens in the comic books. I don't. I know there's going to be a face-off towards the end, but I don't know if it's going to be as scorched earth as it is in the comic books. Sure. You know, uh, um, I don't know. It's like they've they've been smart with like taking liberties and taking the key pieces of morsels from the comic books, but also let the show be its own thing to make yeah. it work out because they go fucking batshit crazy towards the end, and yeah. it's a little. And I, I mean, it's great for a comic book. I would just hope that they don't go, they're not faithful to what is done. Yeah, the there's, 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 like I said, one of the big differences is they made, they've made all of the characters a little more empathet empathetic yeah. in, in the show. Uh, and also just like the actor, like, God, fucking Jensen Ackles and fucking. I've never seen him in uh, Supernatural, but dude, that guy is fucking great A goal so, of an actor him him and uh carl urban are leaning leaning so hard into their characters <laughs> like carl urban always was but in this they're season in particular awesome. they're leaning so hard into it um don't make me smack you like <laughs> on the cosby bit the cosby bit man knows how to make a hard drink <laughs> I saw that again. I can't stop laughing. Oh my gosh. So, so, yeah, it's just. And then there's just stuff that, like, that it's Homeland. Like this show, just, they see a line and they don't give a shit about that line. They just cross it well, and they I, do I, it so very well. I think, I think, I mean, one of the things that I, we may or may not have talked about in the past is, like, when you have a show, I think it's like when people shit on. The Marvel films, I think, is one of the, the things that the Marvel films can't do, uh, but a show like The Boys can do. And it's one of the advantages when you have a sci-fi show or you have – I mean, I don't think a show like – I mean, look, like, for many reasons, the, uh, the Watchmen movie did not work. One of those reasons was Jack, Zack Snyder. Uh but I also think it was too early, even if someone else had done it, it was too early in the popularization of superhero films for something like Watchmen to come out uh, as either as a movie or as anything else. Uh, it I don't was, know about that. I, I think it was a little bit too early. Good movies are good movies. And True. that one, 
in any time if it was released today it still would have flopped i i'm it would not i mean it would not have panned out very well and it's because of Zack snyder i mean i think if you if a good movie or tv show will transcend time in my opinion you know what works in the 1980s if it's still rewatch, if it's a good movie, it'll still be rewatchable. Sure, but I think there are certain things in the boys that are very much of now that also like there are things that you can. I mean, like I said, sci-fi and horror have always been great for this, and now like superhero movies are like uh, you know ways to examine other stuff that's going on in the culture. And the boys like addresses all of that. I mean, and also talking about our current political landscape. But that's what you I mean. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that you, it gives you the, a prism, and like you were saying, I was like, there's stuff that you can say and do on a show like this that, like, to whoever's watching it, it's clear. Depending on how you interpret things, it's clear like what they're reflecting there. But you can just say shit like that you know what i mean even if it's just like a joke like the cosby thing but it it is it's still like oh that's a that's only funny because we now know like you can make that joke and because it's like this superhero show and you've set the parameters that it's so extreme you could just say shit like that and do things like i mean clearly there's so many like trump like parallels in the whole Homelander thing. Like, and it's just in, and you know, with Blue Hawk and that whole sequence, it's just like with the, we're very much like allusions to the police, except he's a superhero. And it's just like, yeah, you can, you can push the limit on that and make commentary on that. I think in a way that I don't think you could necessarily quote unquote, get away with, Oh, I think you could have gotten away with because those things were still true, you know, back in those days. Cops, you know, I mean, the only thing that might have not been believable is just like the whole Trump thing, you know, and that would happen. I'm not even talking about believable. I mean that you can reflect these things and you don't have to be subtle about them. I think one of the things that happens – I also think it helps that it's a show on Amazon yeah. and not a movie and like, you know, I don't know. Like I, I think they're – and also like I said, they've set up these parameters that are so extreme from previous sent seasons that it's just like when they do shit like that, it's like, yeah, yep, yeah, that's that's what they show is <laughs> that's what we're doing, yeah. you know. Uh, and uh, for context, uh, Amazon – was owned by Bezos, who really fucking hates Donald Trump, just to let you guys know. Sure. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I'm not saying he gave them notes <laughs> or direction, but it didn't hurt that, and, you know. Uh, I mean, and we're not saying that Bezos doesn't have his own fucking problems. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, God, this show, God fucking... And also, it is an interesting content. I, like, I always think it's 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 an interesting counterpoint to like the Marvel shows and the Marvel. Well, stuff. Well, like, it's every character is fucking amazing. Mm, his growth, his yeah. examination of his past trauma, and his attempt to like 
be open you know instead of like having toxic masculinity just like eat you up like it almost did huey like it currently is it's doing to um uh butcher with not spoiler alert he has 18 months to live yeah whatever um he listened to starlight and realized hey i've got to stop this you know this is not this is a path that will only lead to ruin and Fortunately, he got off at the right time to like be alive and you know be there for his daughter. Um, uh, Frenchies, just like every character, every yeah. actor, fucking hits it from heroes to villains. I mean, it's just well, amazing. I, I, I mean, uh, I was talking about like Maeve's uh, arc is one of the things that I love about her arc is just like her whole thing is on a certain level she like there's a thing where uh starlight kind of like confronts her on like you know actually thinking that she's a hero and that actually has like an effect on her and she's actually a a hero in the end but also like i I think her big thing through a lot of it is just like i just want out yeah i want to be done and the fact like it's actually hardening and you see her in the end it's just like no she's and i'm glad that it's different from the comics i think in the comics she dies yeah you know so i'm glad that there is you know in how fucked up this world is they the showrunners managed to sneak in some happy endings yeah you know and i was really glad about that um and just one thing i mean what does why does she hate huey so much (laughs) i mean i mean I mean, her insults are fucking funny, but it's like, damn, what's wrong with sensitive guys? And and, uh, while we're on the topic of, like, characters that you just love, I love how awful he is, like, how just so profoundly fucking deep. Deep is so... I mean, you feel bad for him, like in the he's end when he's forced weird. to. Oh my gosh! He says, "I want to live." Uh, uh, when he's when uh, Homelander forces him to like eat the octopus, yeah. that was traumatizing. Well, well, I felt yeah, so bad so, for him. So, what even from like season one, like he, you know, he's he's an asshole, but he's. Like what you realize, like is is like as much as they're like super, these superhumans. What you realize, I think, like I said, is like power corrupts. It's just like fundamentally, they're just they're such weak people. Like as people, like Homelander, just profound need to be loved. Like same thing with deep deep is the same the same way as like profound need to be loved and he's just such a weak-willed person and but it's oh god he's so hilarious he's awful like he's an awful person we haven't we've been speaking about a lot of heroes and a lot of people who do the action but what about the secretaries of the world ashley also, oh, terrible, I, terrible person. I loved her. I mean, I felt bad towards the end when yeah, he forces yeah, her yeah, yeah. to take the wig but off. Also, like I said, profoundly selfish. Yeah. Like just, just well, profoundly selfish and just, just so desperately like. I love Ashley. Of, yes, I do <laughs> just, too. One of my favorite she characters. Just, she I just d- wants to live, but she also is like on top of just wanting to live. And gets off at torturing people who are under her, like the other Ashley. Yeah. You know that you know she had working. 
under like towards the end where they're evacuating like such a dick move i'm sorry you're just not higher ranked to join us in the helicopter you know in that moment and then towards the end towards the end finding the footage of mave living she deletes that it's like you can't really outrightly hate any character or love any character they're very complex she's one of those uh, another of those characters is like you don't have to have superpowers to have the power have power corrupt you like Yeah. yeah it's and I also, like I said, reflecting society of just, like, this idea of, like, you know, what do you do in these, like, I, it is weird, like, like I said, it's a reflection of society, and I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, I started listening to another podcast called uh, Hidden Brain, which just kind of examines, like, psychology and sociology and, like, brain chemistry and all that. It's basically a whole podcast about why we make the dis- the, the underpinnings behind the decisions that we all make. Uh, and one of the great ones that I listened to recently was about like groups and how when you put people in groups and the idea of like in in group out group thinking and like the how deep setted that is like evolutionarily in us and how that can cause so many problems. <laughs> Uh, and where it goes from, like, we're part, like in group, out group, like where it jumps the shark from like your rational thinking to doing terrible things. And I feel like the you know this show it's just like is a reflection of that. Like it's just so much like if you you know people group around an idea or around the person or whatever it is. And then it becomes like, oh, you're either on this camp or that camp. And this is kind of off topic, but I, I, I just wanted to bring this because one of the experiments that they bring up on that show is troubling. But also, like, when you think about it, it makes sense. They, like, had a group of people and they randomly assigned this group of people. They were all, like, strangers. It's like, okay, you're going to wear blue shirts. You're going to wear red shoot shirts. And then I'm kind of butchering the experiment. But they essentially just put them in two separate rooms and they just left them there for a little while. And then they started to do these, like, tests of, like, okay, we're going to show you pictures of expressions, uh, like, happy or angry or whatever. And they found that, like, just by giving them separate t- colored T-shirts and leaving them separately for a little while, they already had started to develop, like, competitive ideas of competition, even though there was no competition implied they weren't making them compete for anything. Just putting them in separate colored Tribes, T-shirts yeah. and putting them in separate rooms already because we're so conditioned from like sports and everything to think there's going to be a competition. They already started to act like they were competing towards you. And they already started to s- interpret like the faces they were seeing from the – even if they were like neutral faces, if they were wearing the opposite color T-shirt from them, they viewed it more negatively. And it's just like they didn't even I mean, have it's to not do, even they sports, didn't have to do you know, anything. Yeah. Like they weren't they just put separate colored t shirts on yeah. them and they were all strangers. It wasn't like these people were friends. They just random and it wasn't like they selected who got what cheer shirts on any sort of criteria. It was random. And it was like all they had to do was put them in separate colored t shirts and put them in separate room like put them separate from each other. And already they started to develop these like in group out group things. 
And I was just like, God, if it's that simple yeah, <laughs> to do that with us, like you add like on these shows, like you add you thing, add superpowers you know. to that, you add like money to that, like it's just like God. Geography. I mean, we will find reasons to turn people into others. Yeah. You know, or at least maybe we may not to we are capable of easily doing that, you know. And, 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 look, and it's like, scary. Like it's scary. it's scary, but evolutionarily it you have used to, to make, it makes sense. It used to make sense until we got these much higher ID like the more sophisticated our brains and our ideas about our identities Yeah, happen, but like, I mean like not, we're still living in a society society where some people must benefit and yeah. some people must not, yeah. you know. So of course we're gonna be. I mean, we're not that evolved, unfortunately. But, That's but, the but, whole but, point. But we're that, not but that like evolved. how I think a lot of people discount. I mean, it's like I said, it's a semi-off topic, like it's the engine. But like, I think so many when I when we talk about stuff like this, so many people discount like how super deeply, like evolutionarily ingrained that idea of like an in-group out-group, and it does not take much. I mean, this whole season is about that, yeah. you know, having someone with a voice who actually resonates with those feelings. I mean, it yeah. may not be with uh, it may it, it may not be shared with a greater population, but certain groups feel that way and they need a, a voice to help elevate their feelings. Yeah. And I mean, it happened in it's happening in real life. Not happened. It, it's still happening nowadays. And yeah, it was. F- f- it you know with humor but also with some horror yeah. represented that in that same way in the show oh also um, someone brought up the fact that eric kripke the guy who's like the producer it's like the way they do gore in this show is so fucking it's so great <laughs> as like a horror fan it's um, like it's gore so- semen <laughs> vaginal <laughs> fluids uh i mean i'm i'm glad that uh, uh, Huey didn't get as fucked up as he's been in previous seasons with guts. I mean, at least this time it's MM with at first with like vaginal fluid from like termite brushing up on his jacket, and then just gallons Dude, and <laughs> herogasm. I mean. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they had to tone it down compared to what was they, they shown did, but, but, on but, but, the but, comics. But, but but part of the reason, oddly enough, part of the part of the reason they had to tone it down for the show was budget, because because oh that's all. <laughs> but 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 funny enough, like if you see like panels from the comic book, it's some of it is budget because some of the more twisted stuff in the comic books just has to do with people's superpowers. Yeah, and there's like there's a there's like a giant like Hulk lady in the comic book that has like multiple like guys like jumping into her or whatever. It's and it was like, okay, that they didn't do that one. There's a couple of them panels from the comic book where it's literally like, you guys just didn't have the CG budget budget, and it just like made it. I bet there was someone there like when they were doing that because most of that like wasn't effects heavy. Mm-hmm. If you go back to that like when they do you just see all the people fucking there's like the ice dick and a couple like ice dildo and a couple other things there's a bunch of stuff in the comic books that are, i'm i'm betting they were like what's the cg budget for this we're not gonna make that yeah. that we don't do we need we could just show a lot of naked. all of it was on love sausage no offense it's it was on yeah. love sausage yeah um oh what uh, nope 
and one of the best fights of the entire season towards the end of Heroism. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Soldier Boy, Butcher, and Huey, you know, taking on Homelander, which was very impressive. I that was dope. I loved that, was that fight. Yeah. I mean, the final fight scene was a little underwhelming. I mean, I did love how Maeve was able to stand toe to toe against Homelander and that was fun, but I felt that the best fight of the season was between, you know, um the Homelander and Butcher Butcher Huey and Soldier Boy. That was I did not see that one coming. I also appreciate the fact that like one of the things that kind of breaks Homelander in 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 a lot of ways is like, oh shit, I can be hurt. That bruise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can be physically hurt. To be honest, yeah, that's actually May pointed it out, but yeah, he was never really yeah. threatened at all in the first two seasons. No, not at all. Like that there there's like, oh now there's things that are physical. Also like, oh God, that poor fucking kid. Like you see that, like at the end when he lasers the dude's head off, and the, that kid smiles. I so love that. Creepy. I like, love. <laughs> I that. do too, but it's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, I mean, I, I'm afraid of what happens to his character in season four, and I'm glad that there's gonna be season four, um, to this. Uh, but yeah, just like, it was a fucked up beginning of yeah. the season, and it was such a satisfying end of the season. I yeah. was like. This was like rare. Do you see a season that from beginning to end solid? Yeah, you know, I there was no there was no down episodes. They didn't shoehorn ten episodes or anything. Yeah. It was like eight solid, tight, you yeah. know, episodes, and it, it all worked. You know, I just I mean, it. I mean, we always I always make you know the Netflix thing. It was just like, yeah, it's just. I feel like there was no. I can't think of anything that was like felt like filler at all. Yeah. It was just stripped down so good. Yeah. Uh, so what what show do we want to do next? <laughs> Is it- I shouldn't you pause right now, walk the dog, and then come back? Or yeah, we can pause yeah. and we'll take him out. He's not like out here, but we can do that. Okay, we took a break for the dog to go potty outside. Potty outside, yes. Now he's still staring at me very guiltily. Hey there, boy. Yeah, you're cute. Sorry, I don't have any snacks for you. Yeah, he has sad face. I don't know why he has sad face. But he does have kind of perma-sad face. So, um... Alright, so that was The Boys. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, so good. Uh... Also, uh, part of a larger thing is just like doing, they're actually doing, so I was thinking of this while I was out, is, so The Boys has been successful by, in many ways, by deviating from the comic books. I feel like just on a shorter version, considering the storylines they've been like pulling from, I almost feel like Marvel, I have I didn't feel like this before. But I almost feel like Marvel, like the MCU, and the the show is might be better served, with the exception of Miss Marvel, by maybe hewing a little closer to the storylines that they're pulling from to do the movies. And I don't think I've ever felt that before. Like, I was okay for where they deviated, but I feel like there are... The storylines they're pulling from... For the more recent stuff, I feel like, you know, Thor is definitely an example of this. 
uh, I would say Doctor Strange to a certain extent is an example of this, but I was just like, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously Hawkeye is an example of this. It's like, oh man, you, you, you might have been better served by actually adopting, adapting some of these storylines a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be Disney. Yeah. That's not going to be Disney. You know, yeah. it's there. I mean, you'd be right. I would agree with you when it comes to Hawkeye. Um, but I think the subject matter and the universe of Hawkeye is yeah. n not exactly family friendly for Disney's tastes. No. You know, and I mean... I don't know. It's like I, what they did to the penguin, I didn't understand because they made the, fucking the Vader. I mean, yeah, Kingpin. What they did to Kingpin, I didn't understand because I felt that maybe this Disney was just not ready to have like scary villains. But fuck, what? Yeah. Look what they did with Vader. Yeah, and, Vader and, was and, snapping necks, you know, without thing, any and remorse. If we didn't, a good segue. We could talk about like as not good as the writing on obi-wan was obi-wan still gave us some great fucking moments especially in those last few episodes not good writing be more specific not just good writing in general or speaking, i yeah. thought it was good writing for star wars uh, yeah that's not saying a lot um i mean i <laughs> i expected star wars so the bar is very low oh, yes. uh i felt that it was good writing for a George Lucas property, aka Star Wars. Sure. You know, uh, I felt that it was. I mean, it's. It, it has like that Star Wars flavor, and I expected that. I also one of the better, if not the best, I in my opinion, just like. So, are we gonna get into this? Yeah, we. All right, let's. Yeah, all right, let's uh, let's yeah, get into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into one this. One of the better, like, just lightsaber slash force fights in Star Wars period I would what say what was your thoughts on the entire season uh I liked it I think the uh, I mean I was a little worried about the Vader moments but the Vader moments were the best uh the Vader Obi-Wan moments were the best parts of the show yeah. in my opinion like however you might feel even like just like the flashbacks with Hayden Christensen like however you might feel about him as an actor or whatever it's just like those were all solid uh overall as a as a series it was like i i get what they were doing i know why leia was in there i understand why luke is in there briefly but i'm still like and it's like aftermath of you know the clone wars uh some of that stuff which is like oh i hope we get more of some of these characters otherwise they feel like i feel like they were kind of brought up for the show and then kind of discarded a little bit uh i felt like the 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 youngling who becomes the inquisitor yeah i felt like her character i felt was set up to be i don't know i felt like she, it felt like she was set up as something more in the show and then it felt like she was i mean i i get it because you have vader there but I felt like she was discarded, rather. But it looks like she might appear later. I feel. I also feel like one of the things that I have mixed feelings about it is, as I feel like they've retconned some stuff uh, in the hist, like 
from like er the earlier films in good ways but in also like ways this is like okay so we're gonna have more of a story of like leia and luke when they were kids which is like i don't know if i need any more of that story i mean i'm not a precious star wars fan i mean I'm not really either uh i i know i've not that i'm going to uh feel myself superior you know as a trekkie versus like you know star wars fans i'm not saying anything about that uh but i feel that just let stories happen you yeah. know yeah. you know don't be precious with your history you know see what happens considering star wars films have been for in my opinion because I'm not a Star Wars fan, have been mostly misses in, from I, my vantage point. So, so and I felt that, hey, give these properties a chance to do something a little different. Um, I, I'm only saying that because I don't, in the same way as, like, uh, like, I don't need to necessarily see more of the Jedi. Like, look, I love me some Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan. I don't know, know that I need to see more of Luke and Leia's story. Like, I, I don't know that I need to see more of them as when they were kids. That's I mean, my only thing about that. I don't really care about the lore yeah. necessarily as much as I'm just like I don't need. I don't know if I need to see more of that story. I mean, story I didn't it. care because I mean there. I mean, it was good to see at least Leia because yeah, sure, sure. Um, I felt that was refreshing. You know yeah. how sassy she was. I really did appreciate her character. I did. Too. You know, I felt that she worked well. You know, had great chemistry with Obi Wan Kenobi, um, and what I really appreciated, which I didn't see anticipate at the beginning when the show was first announced, is how much of this season or this miniseries was about like the friendship and the dissolution of that friendship between yeah. uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. I felt, especially hitting home. In the last episode, yes. I felt, wow, this is this is the emotional weight I wanted to see more of in Star Wars. I mean, they didn't hit the mark in what was it, Return of the Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. You know, you know they, just didn't do it. Um, yeah. But they hit the mark. You know, yeah. the emotional mark. I mean, these guys were brothers. You know, you know, they went through shit and with. Uh, coupled with the fact that what I was able to see with Clone Wars, yes. you know, it just made things so much more important, you know, so that I appreciated. I, I particularly like the fact that you also get just people criticizing Vader, you know, from Palpatine to everyone around him just being like, why are you so focused on this dude? <laughs> like... Like, and also you could see that, like, right up until the end, until Obi-Wan basically says, you know, I think it's, actually, I think it's Vader who says that Anakin is dead. I killed yeah. him. Like, and then it actually, get, so what I think, it, you know, adding to the lore is it gives actually more weight to Obi-Wan telling Luke that, his father Darth Vader killed his father because in in like figuratively kind of saying literally in this sense because it's Star Wars and they can't be too figurative or metaphorical they have to actually say shit out loud uh 
is like that Anakin literally says is like no I Anakin Skywalker is dead and Darth Vader killed him it was just like I killed that part of myself he's now your friend is dead like uh, and that actually you know as as like sledgehammerly as that was delivered you know in at the end of Obi-Wan it does give some more weight to the fact that Obi-Wan tells Luke is like no keep in mind Jamie you're expecting high art you have to realize this is Star Wars this is Star Wars I'm saying that so let, let me clarify it's very sledgehammerly delivered that is very very Star Wars uh Yes, uh, I mean one of the jokes that I, I mean it was just, like Dad was just like yeah the writing wasn't great I was just like yeah that's very Star Wars the writing wasn't great it's pretty much uh, it's good for, in my opinion yeah, I thought yeah, it was it's, good it's, it's, I mean I've seen some cringy yeah. Star Wars uh, films with very bad dialogue yeah I felt it was okay also that know. being said I am really looking forward to Andor. Like Andor looks. I mean, small uh, anything involving Rogue One characters. I yeah. am for that. But also, I I one of the big things that I've appreciated about, uh, you know, Obi Wan in particular, uh, what it looks like in Andor is the the start of the rebellion, mm-hmm. and like you know like how that starts and like the the expanding that into the empire that there are people like like that character who dies at the end of obi-wan of just like was an imperial officer and just realized like joins up because like you know she joins up because it's like oh finally like some order you know the the galaxy was in chaos and it seemed like there was some stuff was coming under control and you know stuff you know i think there's this element it it, it deepens thing in the star wars universe to ex, to originally uh, establish the empire as kind of like it seemed like the empire was a good idea at first i was like oh stuff is it was sold well initially and yeah. then you know shit hit the rails El- yeah. palpatine doing palpatine things and you know enslaving people and using intimidation and fear to but, but keep also, that order. i also appreciate like that that like i think this is a thing that i don't know that george lucas would ever done but ever done but i do really appreciate you know, they, it was not done successfully at all in the films, but just just throwing some dirt on the Jedi. You know, just being like, the Jedi weren't fucking... Uh, yeah. Just like... And I think people are more aware of it, like, they don't call attention to it, but just like Obi-Wan makes this thing, it was like, they was like wait, 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 can we go back to the fact that the Jedi kidnap kids? <laughs> Yeah. From their like basically Sep- well not kidnapped not separating yeah, them from their families yeah, 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 yeah. you know and they weren't able to see them can, you know can we go back to that you thing know. where it's just like it was just like oh they're force sensitive we're gonna take your kid and it's good we're gonna educate them but you can never see them again or have contact emotional contact with your kids or it's like wait, wait wait can we go back to the fact that's really fucked up uh that a jedi do that um yeah, uh. but for this season, it's I've seen growing up. I wasn't a big Star Wars fan, but I knew of Vader. But when it came to Vader, they spoke about how fearful and terrifying he was. Yeah, since Disney took over Star Wars, I think 
I was surprised by how Div- Disney was able to actually hit it right on the money in terms of displaying his fear, how intimidating he is. Starting with Rogue One in that the final scene yeah. where he just like a fucking monster just like rips into the rebels. And in Obi-Wan, yeah. showing you how powerful he is. It's like, I've only seen that portrayed in video games, but yeah. actually in live action I mean, TV movies. People, I, have, I have not played that Star Wars video game that has the Inquisitors and Starkiller. And, and apparently when he stops the ship, it was like, you did a Starkiller. I was just like, all right. That was fucking badass. Yeah. You know, it was like, wow. And then the final scene, just him versus Obi-Wan. Just seeing the force being displayed in 2022 as opposed to the 1970s and 1980s, that was fucking impressive. I ate that shit up, and that was well worth the price of admission. I didn't mind that. I love this season just because it ended on a really high note because that fight was great. Even towards the beginning where uh, a very rusty Obi-Wan was going up against Vader, that was also impressive. Those interactions between those two sold it for me. Did I care about Reva? Not really. Not really. I mean, yeah. do I care about her arc? Not at all. No. You know, uh, but when it comes to Star Wars, it's all about Vader and Obi-Wan. And yeah. to see those two guys reconnect, fight, and to see how what would really happen when Anakin and Obi-Wan were to go balls to the wall. Not yeah. friends, but actual enemies go to uh, go against each other. And that was really executed excellently. Yeah, that's what I said. I was saying, I was just like, it's one of the best, if not the best fight in Star Wars canon uh, that I've seen. Yeah, it was fucking great. Uh, so, where do we, do we want to go? Stranger Things, or do we want to go... Strange New Worlds, if we're talking Star Wars. No, no Strange New Worlds, because I have okay. to watch the last okay. episode. I, I will say very briefly, overall, this more than Picard and more than Discovery is the mo- it is the most Star Trek. It is the most, it's the closest thing to Rick Berman. Rick Berman was executive producer to all of the modern day Star Trek before we have the discovery and it i mean it just i don't i don't know why people want to modernize star trek i mean not that i'm being like one of those star wars fans who don't like change but i feel like the you know the villain of the week or it works for star trek you know here's the thing they did modernize star trek in the show in a lot of ways like one of the things is it is the most Star Trek show that there has been and they were able to modernize and yeah. do some new shit in there that yeah, yeah it's so I'm gonna be bu- I'm not I mean when Dan cancels Paramount Plus I'm gonna be bu- bummed mostly because I'm probably not gonna be able to watch to be it. fair I feel that season three of Picard will be better simply because they're going to introduce a lot of the original cast. What I loved about season about Picard was, I think the episode where Lapenti, yeah, sure, where he sure. goes back and sees uh, Troy sure, and Riker. Sure, sure. That is what I love. No, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It, I it's lo- it's I a, love, it's the characters. You I know, love it's, Picard, but but as far season two as, is pretty weak. Yeah, 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 but as far as like just stuff that feels so. 
it feels updated, but it still feels so Star yeah. Trek and like the themes and like it's so at its core, like what Star Trek is about is just like Stranger Worlds is that show. I mean, I wish Discovery was. I mean, it was. I mean, they they finally hit the root, got to those roots in season one, three or four. Sure. You know, but it was like too late. There was a lot of baggage to it. Uh, but like they this, they were trying to do something. Like, look, they were tra- So they were trying. I mean, from what I've seen of Discovery, they were trying to do something sort of wildly different. Uh, and in the process, I feel like they kind of broke broke the box or whatever uh, and then they had to like reel it back in yeah. whereas like they're still st- like I said uh, yeah we will get to we'll discuss that um, yeah. so yeah Stranger Things um, those last two episodes oh man um, you said you were disappointed when uh, when I last saw you about how you wanted more I so here's the thing. I would go so far as to say I would, And I've I over the years I've only heard you criticize series about putting too much in to seasons. I here's the thing. I wouldn't go for, so far as to say I was just I was not disappointed. Um I uh, I don't know. I think there was I don't know. I mean it was that last last episode was great. Um, I think the weakest part. I mean, we discussed four hours short. of content in two episodes. Yeah, I will say the weakest part is still like the the stuff that happened in Russia. But what are you gonna do? You well, you have you, to explain you, how yeah, Hopper you, gets yeah, back. You, yeah, it's necessary. That, yeah. uh, that being said, the best part of the Russia storylines, in my opinion, is Brett Gelman because fucking Brett Gelman is fucking hilarious on that show. Uh, he is a bright spot in the sort of relentless darkness. Him and 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 Argyle are like. I didn't mind Ar- Argyle. Uh, he, he was alright. He was a little irritated at first, and then I kind of warmed to him as just like, oh, okay, he's serving the same purpose. I I think that Brett Gelman serves in, and I don't remember the name of his character. <laughs> I just because I know him as like comedian. Um. But, like, I think Argyle serves that same purpose in the kids' group yeah. that Brett Gelman serves in the adult group of just, like, you just need this bright bright spot. Yeah, but there's just stuff. Oh, God. And there's so many. I mean, I want to watch it again because I feel like there's a lot of, like, just allusions to other. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it. Um, But, yeah, just, like, it felt like an epic movie, you yes. know, a miniseries yes. or whatever. Um, where it's like the first finally there was a villain that is worthwhile in yes. this series, you know, and they expand they expand on his origin and his connection with the mind flare. Um, and he's but, not vague; he's just he's an actual, you know, he's tangible. Yeah, I mean, level. it's like I mean, I, I know the show steals are inspired by a lot of other properties but i just love freddy krueger you know i i yeah. love to hate freddy krueger because i growing up i was terrified of him and i felt that borrowing from the freddy krueger essence yes. made him a very nice little, terrifying nice touch that like his, the older version of his dad is played by robert england like 
And the Dick show is just full of stuff. Yeah, like that. and and just like practical bodysuits. Yeah. I mean, see, smart which, which, use which, of CG. Yes, CG used to enhance. Yeah. Like the little his squelchiness. He's very squelchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, just like it's just amazing. I mean, just uh, the battle, the the fact that the stakes were raised, the fact that people died. Yes. Kids died. Some temporarily, yeah. you know, um, and that's that, that being what, said, whatever that scared the, me. The, the quarterback dude, I was just like, I didn't mind. He deserved. I didn't mind. Wow, he, he went out and he went out in classic horror form, yeah. though, like just getting like fucking melted. Um, yeah, uh, I was so apparently originally Max was was supposed to die and then I think I'm they, glad I didn't yeah I mean were they I mean I think I heard one of the cast me- members saying that they weren't brave enough to kill off the I mean they're kids I mean yeah. the the sappy guy in me wants somewhat of a happy ending and yeah. I want these kids to end also, up also surviving just, just like you, you god I would have given them respect for killing them off I would, but, but, but I'm happy also god god Lucas's arc in this, I would have felt so bad for fucking Lucas. Like, uh, that being said, like, his, oh god, I love his sister. But it would have been, like, I don't know. Nowadays, with like mental health, would it would, would have been smart to kill off a Mac, kill Max off? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I felt that with everything that we've been talking about in the last few years about mental health, it would be very problematic to kill off the person who is you know has mental issues or killing off someone who is gay you know because that has been a major issue uh in hollywood by killing off you know gay characters so i'm happy that that no one died i will give them so much credit even though it's totally telegraphed from the beginning in my opinion you know eddie is gonna die you still feel for him no no I didn't. I knew it was gonna die. I didn't know I was gonna like Eddie, and I didn't know I would yeah, feel bad yes, for Eddie. Yes, that's what that's I'm saying. The thing. That's what I'm saying is I think that's an example of just masterful like show writing and everything is just like you don't know if you are gonna you don't like him necessarily initially. You grow to like him. He looks weird. He's like he's a really old. I mean, he does not look like he's twenty one. No matter how many times he, you know he was left back, he it's looks qu- straight up old. Yeah, quintessential, quintessential, whatever that word is. You know, the joke. He's the thirty year old high school student or whatever. Um, I love the the quote unquote love triangle between him, Dustin and. <laughs> and Steve Harrington. And Steve. Oh, gosh. Uh, I love, like, just, so, that's the thing. It's just, like, I think the one weakness is, just like, look, you need to have that story of how Hopper gets back. Uh, when Hopper does come back, like, that last part just hit me in the feels. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, when, when him and Eleven... Fine. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I I cried at the I, end of I season three. I cried at the end of season three. Multiple each time I watch it, I know what's gonna happen. I still cry when he sure. narrates his letter. Uh, so yeah, I I feel you that it was yeah. very uh, emotional seeing them reunite. Uh, that being said, like just the relationship between the kids is so much. Like you just like I said, I understand you need to have the story of how Hopper gets back. I get that, but that like. 
all through this season, I've just like can't can we get back to the kids? Can we get back to the kids? I just I just need to. I care so much more about them. Uh, yeah, I especially love. I mean, I started episode, caring they- about that side story once. You know, um, Brett, what's his name? Brett Gellman. And and um, Joyce. And Joyce yeah, got yeah. to Russia. I mean, I mean, they they have great chemistry. You yeah, know, the yeah. three of them. You know, yeah. and just having Brett being like the mediator to finally like push them along into a relationship. Um, I just love those three. I mean, wh- by himself in Russia, that was boring. With yeah. with the prison guard, that I didn't care about that. Yeah. But once they kind of connected, uh, it made things a little more palatable for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and they're like, I will also say that like, you know, Steve and his the the gay girl his character's name. I'm drawing a blank on now right now. I love their relationship. Yeah. I love their friendship. I mean, the only people who I didn't like really as, amongst the kids is like Nancy and and uh, what's his name? Jonathan. Old, Jonathan. As eh, so I'm like, eh, I don't really care if they get back together or not. I don't. Really I kind of want happened. them to get back together. I mean, I, I mean, I love the fact that they introduced the triangle between, you know, introducing Steve as you know, yeah. will he actually get back in her good graces? Sure. Um, but I mean, I am sympathetic towards the like outcast loner who gets the girl. I, I mean, I hopefully that he does. I I I am too. I just redeem himself I in her just, eyes. So I just think as a character, and part of this I think was that they had some. You that actor apparently has some had some alcohol problems. Um, uh you know outside of the show so they couldn't i think that's why you don't see as he doesn't have as much to mm. do in the show uh so i think one of the consequences is i care less about jonathan as a character uh i think there's just there's just less done to see him as a see his character grow or go mm. through an arc at all uh nancy you see her even her she kind of goes through his, i mean steve just continues to like the best babysitter out there, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I love Steve. I love him with the kids. You know, yeah. he's fucking great. Him and um, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, the big brother that Dustin always wished he'd ever have. Um, great relationship there. I, I, I mean, there's and there's just like little moments. Like the one that really sticks out in my in my head is like when Dustin and Eddie are. I think it's in that final episode. Like they're like planning about and like. Eddie just kind of grabs him and he goes, "Don't ever change." Yeah, like he just any kind of like kind of scene like himself, and also just how arrogant because <laughs> he's so smart. Like I, I, I kind of Dustin was one of those characters who's just like, just like God, you're kind of a, and they even bring it up. It's like yeah. ah, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, he's kind of a dick, but but he's kind of a dick because he he's it's like oh man, that kid's gonna grow up to be St- Tony Stark, <laughs> like. Because he just know he knows he's smart and I love his little Mormon girlfriend and that whole little like that was one of those like side things where they like go to visit her and I was like I love that the whole weirdness that is all those children in that house I was just like oh it's so fucking weird um, 
Yeah, I, I and I said I think I said initially that I felt like I I wanted more, but I also feel like what me wanting more is also one of those things of like, oh, but then what are they gonna do for that fifth season? Yeah. You know what I mean? If they don't, you know. But actually, it's a good thing. You know, yeah. it shows how well you know this season ended up. That one, it didn't run. It's it, it wasn't too long. You yeah. know, too. And the another thing is the fact that you know it it ended on such a high note that you know you kind of don't want this to end. Yeah. You know, you want more uh, content yeah, it ended to consume. On the high note until like it was like you didn't double tap the villain. You couldn't. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't. I uh, mean, you. it ended in typical Nightmare on Elm Street fashion. Sure. The body disappears. Yeah. Um, but I just like the end, I mean, I loved it, but that cherry on top was just like Eddie's rendition of Massive Puppets. Yes. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. This is awesome. This is fucking, epic. Fucking, Way. Fucking the fact that like, the literal sword of Conan is just on the floor. Random. No exposition. I mean, I mean, it's but, just, but, it's but, just I mean, there. I guess they're establishing because, like, when they, they had the prisoners fight, they had those weapons. Yeah. Those weapons are still lying around. But the fact that it's literally the sword from Conan the Barbarian <laughs> is just like, it's just like, oh, and the, yeah, that was. Like, Only I, nerds I, would I, know I, that. I have not rewatched it. I'm sure it's full of more shit like that. That are in there, um, but yeah, oh god, there's definitely there's you know, obviously there's Carrie stuff in. There's always Stephen King stuff in there because you know it's the 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 like progenitor of all this is kind of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, like yeah, it paid off. Uh, I will say that like also the like L training parts, it, even though it's set up set up one. Yeah. As a character and as the villain, I really liked that. I felt like some of those scene, some of those sequences, I was just like, "All right, this is not working for me." As well. I don't know, I felt that it was, you know, seeing. I mean, I was a little surprised by you know the reveal that one was that uh, orderly or whatever his job was, uh, yeah. but just like. He's creepy, especially uh, well, here, towards the, the end in in episode seven. See, here's the thing about him: I, as soon as they introduced him as the orderly, like very soon afterward, I was just like, "Oh, he's one," and he, there's something up with him. The part that was a surprise surprise to me was like he's also the kid. Yeah. For like that whole backstory, like I was like, "Why are they? Why is she going to visit this like family? Like this dude." Who apparently murdered his family, and the fact that like one and that kid are the same person—that was the part that I was kind of surprised. One ended like the fact that the orderly ends up being one, and that he also has powers. I was just like, nah, I was like, like halfway. I don't know where, but really early on, I was just like, oh yeah, he's he's one, and he's like, I think it was as soon as like he said this, like he's also a prisoner or something. I was just like, oh, that, that he's he's one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, it was really good. Uh, best season that, so that, far. That, that, it's the best that, season that, of Stranger Things. I, I don't know. I still like. I, I won't know. say best season. I will say like season one still holds that for me. Um, 
That being said, that fucking Kate Bush song just gets stuck in your. <laughs> I mean, this for me, it's Master of Puppets, you know. Sure. Um, but I feel that overall, with I mean, with the villain being so solid, you know, with the stakes being so high, with every episode being just like airtight, um, for me, it, I just feel that this. I mean. This is the best season. I feel that the every season, I think they up the ante. Where yeah. like I love season one, but I think that what was in before this it was season three. Actually, like every season has been better has been the my favorite so okay. far. So I've I've just enjoyed the fact that in my opinion they've upped the ante and yeah. they've in, they improved the quality I mean, and, on and, what and, they've and, created and before. To, come back to like our point about like the boys i feel like there are so many ways that they could have i mean like problem whatever problems are aside it's just like there are so many things that they could have whiffed it wiffle balled it on mm -hmm. and just like no they they're still knocking it out of the park as far as i'm concerned like uh i think I think they, what is it, is it supposed to be one more season or two more? I think it's one two more. more season. One more season. Season Good, five because, is going to be the last one. Because five seasons, as I've, we've mentioned before, five seasons, to, generally speaking, tends to be like the breaking point. Yeah. Also because you, you, you can only keep those, they can only be, some of those kids are getting yeah. <laughs> up there. And I think there's going to be a time jump, you know. Sure. From season four to I heard to that five. too because they have to, uh, uh, you know. They have to account for the kids getting older. Yeah, I know Lucas. Yeah, he definitely yeah, grew yeah, a yep, lot. Yep. Um, uh, Mike as well. <laughs> it's just a couple of those kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, like all of them, like generally speaking, but especially like Lucas, Mike, and and Will. In my opinion, I was like, ah, oh, you only got a couple. You only got like another year or two yeah. for those kids still looking yeah, like Yeah, and kids. Will looks a little too built, yes. you know, yep. <laughs> to be out acting the way he is. I mean, he's supposed to be the youngest kid, but yeah, no, he looks a lot older and a lot bigger. Uh, he and Lucas uh, were too developed. Yeah. Um, uh, and apparently, uh, I, I was just reading it, there's like some people did it spelled out for him. It was like, yes, he's gay. He's in love with Mike. <laughs> We know this. If you didn't pick up on that, you're a dumbass. Like, yeah. you just... Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, I don't know what more to say. I mean, it's like... I think we spoke about the first seven episodes before. It's yes. like, it's... You know, it's just like, it just... I'm just happy that it ended on a high note. Yeah. Uh, and it ended well, as opposed to being it being a, a disappointment yes so i'm just happy about that i was yeah i was given the rest of the season i was a little bit worried about like those final two episodes but that especially that last episode the mm. two and a half hour one was just like and you you made a movie that was great to finish out the yeah. season and i think i appreciated the way they broke things up i mean the, netflix needed to like change up the model and to yeah. like put everything all at once you know i don't know if it was on purpose or because production wise they couldn't do that a little bit of both. <laughs> um but you know it, it it kept the conversation going you know sure. like what's yes. gonna happen last two season you know uh ending on with the reveal that you know one is vecna and is creel yes. you know that was great 
Um, so, I mean, I just hope that they uh, follow the same formula or maybe just, like, do what Amazon does, you know? Sure. You know, release the first four episodes and then just, like, on a weekly basis, you know, uh, release an episode uh, to keep the conversation going. I mean, binging is great, but I don't know. It's, like, wanting more. The yeah. anticipation is also uh, a great That being thing. said, three more things quickly because we probably won't actually be able to cover them um did you watch season three of umbrella academy i'm currently watching it i'm okay. not done with just, it it's a lot of fun uh we can discuss that next time that and Stra stranger worlds there's a lot i will say oddly enough maybe more than all of the other like weirdly all of the other stuff that we talked about i we might have more to talk about about stranger worlds uh Especially because it's just, as far as, like, updating things, like, really briefly, I love the way they update the Gorn. They updated the Gorn. We'll talk about that. Yeah, um, we'll have to talk about that. Uh, the new show that is apparently going to be Marvel's working on is, is apparently going to be Echo. Because they introduced her. I don't care. Um, we'll until, see. until it's actually good i won't care about it yeah you know uh, she she has unfortunately is suffering from the stain of hawkeye she you is. Know? yes uh also also the and i don't know how marvel is going to portray street level yeah spyish superheroes they have to connect her to like she's mainly connected to daredevil she has a really weird going from a street like her arc in the comic books is fucking weird. Like it, she goes from a street level like part like partial fucking daredevil. Uh, spoiler to anyone who doesn't read the comic books, but fucking whatever. She goes from a street level like daredevil sometime villain to like a daredevil ally to way later being the current. Uh, embodiment of the phoenix force which is just like what what like what happened in that i mean it's it's a there's a lot of time in between there but when i read that i was like wait wait what what my uh, arrogant dc self is like whatever marvel was gonna use this character in sure. a tv show so they had to do something yeah uh to prop her up um I, I mean, I will say that, like, most of what I'm reading in Marvel is, like, the old stuff from, like, 2014, 2015, uh, and, and all the Xbox, because the Xbox are fucking, they're still, in my opinion, like, rocking on all fucking cylinders. X-Men is, uh, is what carries Marvel. I don't know Marvel. if we brought this up. And Spider-Man. But, but She-Hulk, Attorney Adult, is going to be TVM. Did you notice that? If you look at the preview... Attorney at Law? If you look at the preview on Disney+, Plus, it's going to be TVM. Yeah. I didn't catch that right away, like in the YouTube previews, but if you look at the preview... What was Hawkeye? That was not... I don't I don't know what it was. Is it because it, of the dating? I don't know. I, I'm, now that I've seen that, I was just like... What are they going to do with that show that's going to make I mean, I, it, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know it's very... 
they're borrowing from like Ali McBeal type sure, of vibes sure. with superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Ali McBeal with uh, superpowers. But I don't know the fact that she ravages men. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I'm really curious. Uh, I feel we'll like see. it's gonna be a language thing, but I'm really now that I saw that, I was just like, well, when is that coming out? Uh, soon-ish. I don't uh, know. I think uh, in August. I mean, I'm I'm gonna wait and see. I mean, yeah. it's been very much hit or miss. Mostly, I mean, it's been hit or miss. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, no, nah, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's been mostly miss. I liked WandaVision. I enjoyed Loki. Yeah, it's mostly hit, hit, for me. Yeah, yeah, hits. no, no, I completely agree with um, you. Hawkeye is. Yeah, Bad. yeah, it was a mess. Um, Falcon and Witch Soldier. It was a nice carry on of what went on with Avengers and getting him to becoming Captain America. But you know, it it was okay. Yeah. Um, uh, also, as a DC person, you're not caught up at all on Young Justice. No. This season was pretty good. It was a little bit of a mess, but it was pretty good. There was a new season this most recent season season four yeah young justice ghost young justice ghosts uh yeah i've been yeah it, it was a little i'll get back onto it once um harley quinn comes back on and i'm excited um, that was the other thing yeah i'm excited that, about how we're know, coming back uh i will also say that the catwoman movie is is the the animated movie is is worth watching okay right. uh it's it's weirdly for very very different reasons Ooh, speaking to, of which I have to, to the the batman kung fu one okay uh it is as fun but for complete it's like anime it's as fun but for different for a different reason that reminds me i'm like for some reason i've been starting but not finishing shows i need to get back on season two of the flight attendant with kaylee Quoco. I still haven't um, gotten to any of those. I enjoyed the, I, I enjoy the the first season. I think you will enjoy that too. I'll um, get to it. I'm I'm and I'm also I gotta catch up on on Westworld season four. Oh, I need to start that as well. Yeah, yeah. it's injur- like it, it's, is it good? It's too early. It's okay. one of those things. I eventually enjoyed season three. I really, I actually, uh, in hindsight, enjoyed season three more than season two. Season two was kind of a mess. Yeah. Uh, season three was cool. This one, it's it's too early to tell, but there's some stuff in there. It's like, oh, this is, this is interesting. I <laughs> like. Okay. Like like uh, you know, because nothing. I don't. I don't think they can ever do. That show's been very much diminishing diminishing returns. I will say that they did some stuff in that first episode of season four very different setting but it parallels season one okay because i accidentally started watching re-watching season one thinking it was season four i was like oh they're going back to this and then i went oh it's not i'm accidentally clicked on season one and then i watched season four and i was like oh this opens very similar season but like the way like visually and the character it's dolores and it's almost identical but the setting is completely different i was just like oh okay Okay. this is yeah they and i'm interested to see what they do in this season so we'll see okay word this boy is a snore huh woke you up 